And we're back with Magically Mundane. This is your host, Athan Ambrose. I'm so glad to be back with you guys this week. Um, I have a very special episode for you guys uh, today. We are talking about Reiki. And if you rolled your eyes, I understand. I thought they were freaks too at first. I'm just kidding. Do not, don't cancel me. Um, so with me today, talk about Reiki, which I'm really excited about, really excited about. I have the beloved Justin, and I have the beloved Jeremy with me here today. Uh, J and J, uh, they're with me talking about their practice. So guys, uh, let's start with uh, Justin. How long have you and Jeremy been into Reiki? Um, I've been into Reiki since 2018. A, the mother of my niece, is a Reiki master, and she got me started in, in the practice of Reiki. And Jeremy's been doing it longer than that. Yes. We were doing it well before 2017. Um, so for me, I actually been interested in Reiki for over 10 years. Um, there were some people within my church that actually practiced Reiki, and I was always interested in learning it. Um, and in 2016, 2015, 2016, I actually had the opportunity to undergo my own Reiki training. Um, and we can talk more about that as we venture on. Okay, okay. So, Justin, how many years have you been a Reiki master, I believe? Um, I got all of my certifications at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in 2018. 2018. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Jeremy, did you have that like, the same time frame? Let's see. Like, did you and him go to the same class or? No. So I actually ended up having um, my attunements done while I was in college. And it was, um, I did levels one and level two over a weekend session um, where day one we were attuned to level one. Day two, we were attuned to level two. So I'm not quite a master. Um, however, I am a level two Reiki practitioner. So in terms of like, if someone wants to go and pursue this, it doesn't take too long to get certified to be able to do it. Is that correct? Right. So you only need to really be a Reiki two practitioner in order to use Reiki on yourself, your friends and family. And if you're interested to start a practice of providing Reiki for your community. And you only need to be Reiki one if you'd like to practice Reiki within your Reiki circle in your local area. Okay, so if you guys want me asking for like people who may have the same thought as me, since it seems like, you know, you're able to get these rankings or levels within like maybe a day each a piece, am I correct to assume that? Mm -hmm. um, for the people who are like, and this is like enough time to learn how to do energy work or this type of energy work, what do you say to them about to, to that? It's the beginning, Jeremy. It's the beginning of a journey. In the traditional Reiki environment, you might go a year between your level one, level two, and then two to three years between your level two and your level three certification. Before you're a Reiki master, you can attune other people to Reiki and you can really start to be a pillar of your community. 
Okay, so like, so it's just so just my understanding. It's just a starting point, and that the learning still happens with you guys after that. Reiki's experiential. Experiential. Okay. And that's the good thing about it. Um, so although the process of actually becoming attuned to Reiki is a very short process, and really all the attunement is is just opening you up to that divine energy or that Reiki energy that is channeled through the practitioner. Um, as you continue to practice it, you become stronger at it. It becomes more um, in depth, more in tune and more intuitive um, as you continue to use it and utilize the practice of Reiki. So whether you're a level one, a level two, master, etc. So in the terms of like witches um, and witchcraft, is, is, is this kind of like every Reiki practitioner is different? But their approaches due to the free nature of this craft? Am I, am I, am I? So I think I have more familiarity with the occult. Um, I would say that every Reiki practitioner brings something different to the table in terms of the different modalities that they want to weave into their Reiki practice. But the foundation of Reiki that they're utilizing, it's always the same non prescriptive intelligent healing energy that's aiming to go where you need it most for your highest good oh that was a good answer um and to add to that um like with any organization you may have differencing of opinions you may have different splits and you may have certain people that follow one particular belief system over another um the particular branch of reiki that justin and myself do follow is from the original uh founder of reiki dr uh, Mikhail usui um and however there are there is a there are other branches of reiki for people and they have similar practices um but they may not hold the same beliefs or the same belief structures as those that follow this our particular branch of Reiki. Um, but the overall practice and the overall application of Reiki is pretty standard across the board. Okay, okay, okay. So what is Reiki in you guys' own words? So I'll leave it to Jeremy to give the textbook definition of what Reiki is. Okay. My description of Reiki is it's a way to bring balance and energy to a situation, a person, place, and thing. That's it. Like at a fundamental nature, if you need to bring balance and energy to a body system, case in point mine, I can engage in a Reiki session. If I need to bring balance or energy to a to a room or a space or a situation from my perspective i can i can invoke some of the symbols i can imagine myself being a conduit for reiki into that space that environment that context and then i have a foundational belief that things will work out so it's bringing balance into situations balance and energy balance and energy so could you ever do the opposite if you wanted to in terms of bringing destabilization and lethargy no yeah not with the reiki okay 
the energy itself that we're conduits for, it it does what it what it wants to. It's intelligent. It's the 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 driving force behind all of this. It's intelligent. It it is the awareness and the consciousness that organizes all of this. So it is balance. Yes. So to ask it to do something outside of balance would be asking it to do something outside of itself. Yes. That's very interesting. So when you say that, like it it, it it's a force. Um, I know with witches, we have to be very clear about our intent when we're sending out energy to do a specific goal. But this energy is intelligent. You're working with an intelligent energy. Mm-hmm. So is it? correct for me to assume that you guys don't have to program the energy as much as we do because it's itself it's like it's a sentient being it knows what to do in this situation that's correct um at least from my experience you don't have to program it once you have the intention on channeling reiki it channels not only for the practitioner's own higher good but that person that you are partitioning on it channels for their higher good, their healing, and promoting their healing, their balance, and their stability. This talk about life force and balance, and it and it, it being a, a, a conscious consciousness of itself. I literally was just writing in my spell book uh, yesterday. I was uh, working on the spirit page, the element of spirit, and it sounds very close to that. It sounds very close to like either or ether. Well, Akasha spirit is that what you're channeling? Is that basically what this is? There are similarities you might choose to draw between the two, but Reiki is a very distinct energy in and of itself, and that it reflects the the orderly working of healthy systems of life and vitality. So it's I, I think it sounds almost exactly. So I'll say this. So like the spirit element is what binds all other elements together okay if there's water fire earth air that's the basic four the fifth element is spirit and it binds everything it is life it's the essence of life it's the thing that gives everything else its spark or its sparkle and it's the thing that brings harmony so where aether is harmony i can't remember what the opposite verb nether nether would be chaos so it sounds like, if, if you don't mind, it, would it be correct to assume that you're talking about either then if it binds everything and it's harmony? Is that basically what you were taught with Reiki? There may be similarities. Mm-hmm. And if you want to draw parallels, you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. But Reiki would be described as a intelligent energy that provides life to, to things that's already present, you lose your connection to, through our attunements, you really just open yourself back up to that connection. So you can help be a focal point for Reiki, for that vitality and life force in your environment. And if I can add to that, um, if we were to actually break down what Reiki is, uh, Rei meaning spiritual wisdom, Ki meaning your life energy. Um, And so it is a special kind of energy that is guided by spiritual consciousness. So um, although it's not, like Justin said, you can draw parallels, Reiki kind of has its own guidance system by which it applies to. Um, And 
it's what is it is the I guess it is the energy force that does drive um, the healing and bringing things into balance. Bringing things into balance. Okay. Okay. So if someone was to say, give me a situation where you might apply Reiki in your daily life. So um, for me in particular, when I was, I did this more when I was first starting out um, and when I find myself in extremely stressful situations, it would almost become like a prayer mantra or meditation practice for me to surround whatever space I'm about to enter into in Reiki's energy. Um, and so a lot of things I did when I, I am a teacher, I'm an actual public school educator uh, for grade, and one of my first years of teaching was extremely stressful. And during that first year, I often used Reiki in the morning time before my students even got to my classroom to try to bring some calm, calmness to the day. And I found that the days that I did channel Reiki as a collective, the days ran a little more peaceful, a little more smoothly. I did not have as many issues with my students as in the days when I chose to skip it or did not um, utilize it. Okay, okay. Um, is there like a code of ethics with that? I know some people say even if you do like healing work on certain people without their consent, they give witches a little hard flack about that. And they say, oh, oh, that's technically painful because you didn't ask their permission before you did this to them. So in terms of like Reiki in that situation, uh, is like an ethics code with that? Or? We can both speak on that. So you most certainly cannot channel energy for someone else without their consent. Okay. My personal belief is what happens to the environment is what happens to the environment. So I'm about to turn this switch open. Um, but that that's my belief. If there's something going on where I want to, I think that Reiki could benefit the situation or a person. I'm more inclined to try to change myself or try to infuse the situation with the energy that it needs more so than than to channel for somebody else that hasn't asked for that or, or given their permission. That being said, it's not hard to ask people, hey, do you mind if I channel some energy for you? You'd be surprised how many folks would tell you, you know what? Yes, I would appreciate that. I'm not even sure what you mean. Just so they can do some good for me. Cool. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And that's the good thing about Reiki is that there, because you can only channel it for good. You cannot channel it for evil. You cannot channel it to try to curse somebody or make them have a bad day experience, whatever. It's literal purpose is just for good, at least at the level one to level two that I, I, I'm familiar with now. I don't know if you get up into like the uh, highest of masters. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know. But from what I have been taught is that Reiki is only channeled for good. It's only channeled for prosperity. It's only channeled for somebody or something's well-being. You cannot do harm with Reiki. Um, and so that's the beautiful thing. That's why I even said that for me, I used it in my environment. I did it to my room to bring a sense of tranquility to the room so that when you stepped over that threshold, you were enveloped in that energy 
not necessarily me saying I want to channel to my particular students, mm-hmm. but I'm channeling to the space, the environment, and I'm trying to help that have that tranquility, that healing, that calmness, that serenity. Man, I love that. I, I, I fucking, I'm sorry. No, fuck that. That's my podcast. It could be a split. <laughs> fuck that. First of all, let me just say a lot of curse words right now because I feel like I haven't gone a while without shit, bitch, ass, fuck, cunt waffle. Anyway, now that I've gotten that out of my system, because this is an explicit but also healing podcast, because it's very much so my my, my soul energy. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like how you explain like setting the atmosphere in your room. I mean, honestly, to me, the way you explain that, and I'm so happy I asked this question, because it sounds kind of like no different than like, I know some teachers who put on a uh, lemon essential oil to help kids with anxiety, mm-hmm. or I know teachers who may have like uh, black tourmaline in each corner of the room to make like a uh, like a field against negative energy. Putting you know, meditation music in the morning. Right. So I like the way uh, you explain that. So, so, oh, this is really just for the good. I, I like that. That's fancy. I'm like, what, Georgettes? You're so smart. Uh, both so smart. So like. So, um, right, if I was to like, is there like any branch of Reiki um, that kind of is very like forward thinking, creative, coming up with like new ideas in the field? Or have you guys even like come up with any new ideas that you pair with the things that you've learned um, with Reiki? So for me, I've taken my own beliefs in my energy work and the things that I've done, say from meditation, energy work and things of that nature. And I infuse those same beliefs and thoughts into my Reiki practice. Um, So whether it has a particular effect or not, I feel like more of me comes through when I channel Reiki because I have such a wealth of knowledge on the spiritual system, the chakra system, um, and just kind of having that intuitiveness with healing and understanding people. Okay. Listen, if anyone else is out there like, damn, that boy is smart, let me just introduce you to like my friend, my close friend, Jeremy fucking Santana. (laughs) I ain't gonna say his last name for legal purposes, but he's, he... This, this mofo here knows his shit, okay? Um, and I'm living for it. Uh, that's interesting. Um, man, I, I swear I love, what I love about spiritual practices, especially ones that aren't like, um, just like dead set on a tradition. I love the fact that it's an intuitive work that you can kind of add your own spin to things. Um, like, especially like with, with my magic, like I'm an eclectic witch. I will never be like under the title of, I'm a hedge witch or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I feel like when you start off anything and you just kind of put yourself in the box, you're not really allowing much room for growth. Now, it's fine if you, you know, choose to have like a title, but I just find, I just like how people can add on to an idea and make it an even bigger idea because and this is my opinion, like even, um, what's the founder's name? Um, Usui. Usui? Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. Usui. Um, even with him, 
he had to make this idea into reality and it's basically just through trial and error and i feel like it's our job as spiritual people to keep pushing that envelope further and further and further instead of just saying this is how it is this is how it's gonna be this is i feel like that's what separates us from like dead set religion which is nothing wrong with that but i feel like that's what separates us everything that is is all that will be everything that is is all that will be hmm who said that no it's the concept it's oh the concept. that's the concept it's the static perspective on things versus a growth mindset mm-hmm. how i am today is how i will be in the future versus this concept that we're a living growing developing evolving system hmm. i will also add um as far as reiki is concerned anybody can learn it it does not deplete your natural energy it is a safe practice for anybody to learn and it's a safe practice for anybody to channel. Um, the beautiful thing about it is that a lot of times the practitioner actually comes out energized coming out of a session or even relaxed to a certain degree. Um, immediately following a session, I may feel more relaxed. As time goes on, I find myself actually having a higher level of energy excuse me, as compared to before when I did the Reiki channel. So, okay, that's different. That's very different. Um, when I do divination or tarot cards, um, I feel depleted afterward. Even if I ground myself and I take in the Earth's energy, I still feel tired as shit after a very long reading session with a client or multiple clients. Because I'm using my energy as well, not just the energy of the earth. So for this, you should try channeling Reiki. I should try channeling Reiki. Yeah, and honestly, if you, um, I honestly think that that would actually benefit your practice and magic if you were to become attuned, because you would no longer just use your energy; you would use this universal energy that most people, even if you're into energy work into healing. Um, a lot of times you're asked to visualize this kind of white light coming down uh, through your ch- crown chakra down to your root chakra. And that is what's really supplying the Reiki healing, the Reiki um, session. So um, honestly, I can understand why your branch does deplete your energy because you are using your own energy. But even as I've said before, even with me infusing my own knowledge, my own energy, my own um, beliefs into the situation, I don't come out drained. I don't come out tired. If anything, I come out relaxed. I come out as if I just went through a waking session on my like on myself. That's the beautiful thing about it. When you channel it, you're essentially doing Reiki not only on yourself, but also on the person that you're giving it to your practitioner on. That's the beautiful thing about it. So we've come across an impasse again. We have. So I was talking about pulling energy from the earth, right? Mm -hmm. But you said visualize the white light coming down. Mm -hmm. We do that, but I've never heard us call it Reiki. I've only heard which is called that celestial energy. And so my question is, 
I do that too sometimes. And now that I think about it, I've never felt tired per se when I've channeled from above and below simultaneously. I, I, I do both mm-hmm. sometimes. I do as above, so below, that I do like the celestial and terrestrial energy. So my question is this then, when you're visualizing that white light coming down from the heavens, is there anything else that you're thinking about while you're pulling that down? Where is it coming from? What is this? We're not stressed about where it's coming from or where it is. Mm-hmm. It's more so we adhere to the tenets um, and it's more so a mindset. And then we focus on channeling the energy we've been opened up to. So do you see my confusion, I guess I would say, in the fact of it's it's an it. It's an it and it knows what to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, But it's also celestial energy, which for me I've always thought was just basically energy from the stars and space and all of that. So I'm like, I never thought that that was a sentient being. Yeah. I mean I can touch on that. Please help me. <laughs> do you get what I'm kinda of lost? I, I'm kinda So think about like this infinite intelligence. Cosmic light, anything that is of the higher consciousness, that energy is everlasting. Okay. Regardless, if you tap into to that energy, it's everlasting. It does not run dry. And that's even if you look at it from a religious perspective, um, where we talk about, you know, certain beings being alpha and omega, beginning and the end, that there is no end to that person, that being's energy. <clears throat> Same kind of concept. When you talk about channeling Reiki, you're literally sitting here channeling a source of energy that does not run dry. There is no end to the to the um, the well the well that is Reiki energy. Again, going back to the name of it, Rei meaning spiritual wisdom, Ki meaning life energy. Both of those working from heaven and earth are working together to bring about this healing modality. So like you guys can't see my face right now, but like I've had like so many like mental orgasms because I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um. Okay, so first off, I'm just say, goddamn. <laughs> Secondly, I like to say it's just like, okay, so you have this power. You call it breaking. You're pulling it in from the heavens, and you're letting it do its thing because it's. it's it's a conscious, it's a consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of reminds me of like, in church we'll say that will mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. It's like you're letting something else will be done. Mm-hmm. Whereas in magic, the difference is it's my will. Yeah. And even when I've pulled energy from the heavens and the earth, and I thought about it while you were talking, the earth itself, is alive as well it's we call we call it say her because it's feminine energy earth is feminine energy so technically i could also say if i wanted to mother earth let your will be done through me as i release your energy forth Mm -hmm. but i think the difference i'm seeing between this and witchcraft is we mix our energy with that energy and we say this is my will And that was, is that a safe thing to say? That's what kind of makes this a little bit different. You have a better understanding of witchcraft than we do, so mm-hmm. arguably yes. So that so okay, yeah. but not just like witchcraft. But I guess like it's kind of like 
it's like two different prayers. This is my will be done, and this is what thy will be done. Thy will be done versus my will be done. Yeah. And is that you, a good way of? And the good thing about and the difference that I find with Reiki with every other application of healing, every other um, modality is it's oftentimes the, our own effort, the physical being's own effort, the physical being's own energy trying to control a particular outcome. What I really like about Reiki is it's not about it remove me out the equation. Take my ego out the equation. I may be able to say, oh hey, this part of your body, let's just use for example your throat, your throat chakra has a particular it's registering particularly high on my when I'm channeling Reiki to you, but I can't necessarily say, oh hey, you got X, Y, and Z going on with your throat. I don't know. It's not me that's doing it. It's literally a higher being that's saying, hey, guess, like, it's, hey, I'm channeling this energy. It's particularly concentrating in this point in time. Or, hey, you may want to focus a little here, but it's not me doing anything. I'm more of just a vessel to allow it to flow through. Um, and for those that are of the religious nature, you, ooh, can wait, also, ooh, 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 ooh. you can also look at this as laying of hands. Laying up, but oh, oh, he says something, and we coming across like a little thirty minute mark. I'm gonna take a little break right quick. We're gonna be back with this because this is very interesting. So hold, hold that thought on laying of the hands. Anyway, we'll be right back. Give us one second. All right, and we are back. So when we first left, just then we're talking about laying up hands and Reiki. Take it away, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, so um, I mentioned laying of hands as another uh, way of speaking of Reiki. For those that are in the religious sect, um, you notice or you know that that was a that is a healing tactic that is used in most Judo Christian. Um, religions laying of hands reiki is just in a way i interpret it as another way of that modality um whereas though when you do a reiki session you can either physically put your hands on the person or you would have them hovering above the person so it, it can be a non-contact um healing modality so for the ones who are blonde basically me uh when you said modality what does that mean so for the modality that's just any type of healing that you or any type modality is a broad term just but i'm using it in the sense of any type of healing that you may subscribe to um you could be an herbalist a reiki practitioner a western doctor a you could run an apothecary um all of these things are different types of modalities um, I'm trying to think of some others that I cannot think of for the life of me at the top of my head. Maybe you do crystal magic. Crystal magic. Maybe um, you do celestial magic. Celestial magic, prayers. Um, just those things are other forms of healing modalities. Yoga. Um, anything that's restorative to the body, the soul, the mind. Uh, mind, body, soul, spirit. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That That's, that's good stuff. Um, in terms of like, uh, as far as Reiki goes, 
So if someone came to you with, um, say for instance, I'm having stomach issues. Like I have uh, lactose intolerant, but I also have IBS, something like that. Could Reiki help them? So the thing with that is, um, I'm gonna say in theory, yes. And by, or what do you mean by help them? I just mean, let me let me start there because I'm having my own. Help them in maybe relieving the symptoms. And if so, let's go a little bit further. Maybe even help cure them of it. Okay. So from this is my perspective, and this is I'm going to give you both my perspective and what the Reiki community also would say. Um, because Reiki is this intuitive healing modality that yes, if you're having issues of IBS or you're having gastro issues, um, they can help with treating the symptoms of your plight. Um, not necessarily, but there may be some other underlying issues or something that is of more pressing need than say your stomach issues. Um, You may have, I don't know, um, a, you may have mucus building in your lungs and the Reiki energy is like, hey, this is where I need to go and where I'm going to be more effective than treating the stomach. Um, But that's not to say that you won't get that treatment because most typical Reiki sessions are about 45 minutes. So you, does that kind of... I mean, and that does answer for me. It seems like since it is smart and kind of, dare I say, all-knowing, it knows where it needs to go to help the problem that you're asking for. So even if it is IBS, like you said, it may just be because too much mucus, you know, is in the body and is getting into the stomach, which I think mucus can make you um, nauseous and have other issues as well. So, but yeah, so that makes sense. Huh. Very clever answer. Justinian, what do you have to say about Reiki at this moment? I'm sorry. Is this my closing comment? No, you could no, you could say anything you would like. Actually, you're still part of this conversation, sir. As long as you choose. That's like anything you wanted to say. Like honestly, like shit. This is a free. We are free flowing it. There we go. I think Reiki is for everybody. I think a lot of people could benefit from the relaxation that you get from a 45 minute Reiki session. And that's if you don't get anything else from it. If you get some of the emotional release, some of the energetic cleansing um, that comes with it, that's a additional benefit. In addition to really just being, being able to relax in a very stressful and anxious world. I like that. I mean, this is a very self-care podcast. I like like the way you finished off, uh, finished that off. Um, well, to my listeners, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week um, on Magically Mundane. But I would also kind of like uh, you guys to help me give the people some info. Like, if they wanted to get into Reiki, how could they follow up with this podcast and find something? Like, besides just Googling it, like... Is there any resources here in Georgia or other places that you know of? So you can definitely go online 
and look for your local Reiki association or local Reiki meetups. These are a great way to get involved in your local Reiki community. Same thing for Facebook. Um, Really any way that people get together in groups is a fantastic way to kind of get connected to your your local Reiki community. And I'll add, um, that is a great way to do it. And depending on what community you are in, if you start asking around, you may find somebody that does know somebody or is a practitioner of Reiki that can bring you there. Um, In the town where I went to high school and college at, there was one local Reiki master that everybody that I found that had taken Reiki that lived in this particular area, uh, 30 minutes outside of Baltimore, they had all gone to her for their attunements. Um, And they would even describe her house, like that's how common it was and how she was kind of that go-to person. Um, When I eventually was able to go away to college, there was only one center in that area that was offering the attunements and I jumped at the opportunity to, to take it. Nice. So guys, you have heard it here first about Reiki. I hope this has opened some eyes, ears, spirits, hearts, chakras to the idea of like um, Reiki. And, um, oh, well, well, shit. Jeremy, hold on, something else Jeremy wants to add to this. Um, And whether you are skeptical of Reiki or you're skeptical of energy work or any of that sort, um, as Justin once said, and I'm going to kind of piggyback off of it, um, even if you are skeptical of these Eastern philosophies and healing modalities, it has been shown that the body does recover well from illnesses when it is in a state of relaxation. And one thing about Reiki, and I don't know if we want to touch on your session with Reiki, mm-hmm. um, but it allows you to relax. And in that, even in that state alone, that allows your body to do what it's going to naturally do to heal yourself, to heal itself. Um, and so even if you don't believe in the, oh, there is this light that's just this energy that's all knowing that can heal me, but you believe in your body being able to be relaxed and being able to heal, Reiki is a great tool for you to use um, because it's extremely relaxing. Um, Most people kind of drift in and out of sleep. That's how relaxing it is for you. Um, And that's the best way your body does its job in healing. That's that's very true. And um, he said something. So side note, guys, a little behind the scenes. Uh, we've been having some very big boy drinks. I think the big boy drink in me at the moment forgot the fact that they actually did Reiki to me. They did do Reiki to me. So before this podcast today, they actually um, did some Reiki on me. And I was like, I mean, I'm down. I'm down for, for fucking anything. And um, honestly, it was an amazing experience. Um, I was skeptical at first. I know the witch being skeptical. <laughs> But I was curious to see what the hype was about with Reiki. And honestly, being someone who works with energy, I think I was even more so sensitive to the Reiki session because it was like I could describe to them, you know, what they were doing and they could confirm it and uh, vice versa. Um, uh, 
an interesting thing that happened to me on the receiving end of Reiki was it was it felt kind of like these energetic knots were being undone over my my chakras and it was kind of like each time a knot was uh worked out um i'm psychic and i see things so it was like each time when those knots were worked out i was able to see what it is that i needed to work on so for me that was my experience um besides them you know i had a manager uh, at starbucks uh, she put her hand on my back one time when I had like, this really horrible cough. This was way before COVID, so it's not that. And um, she she put her hand on my back, center of my back, like the blade of my back. And I felt this warm energy just kind of enter my chest. And I stopped coughing. I didn't cough anymore after that. Um, cough was gone. So I can attest that I've had my moments with Reiki. Um, Besides my experience uh, getting uh, Reiki, what about you guys? Like, what what did you feel on your end? Oh, so for me, um, are you saying more as when I get a session done or when I'm being the practitioner? When you're being the practitioner, like in, in our particular session, I guess. So in the session with... All right, and we are back. Uh, side note, you're probably wondering why we had that little skip just then. Um, one of my dearest friends, who shall not be named, just gave my real name. And although I love you all very much, not ready to drop that just yet like a mixtape. So, Jeremy, please continue in this conversation with Athens about what you were saying previously about the session we had when you use your Reiki abilities on Athen. That's me, Athen. <laughs> That's my name for the purpose of this part, Athen. I have all the more jokes. <laughs> he shall not be named. He should, yeah. <laughs> yes, so in this particular session, Oh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> As I was channeling Reiki, I was, I noticed where there were certain stronger pulls of energy. I noticed how the energy fluctuated as I was channeling Reiki. Sometimes it was strong. Sometimes it was subtle. Sometimes it was very fluid. But the beautiful thing about Reiki, and even when you're doing it, it's very intuitive. And when you learn Reiki, you learn different techniques and there's different ways of addressing particular elements. Um, However, it was confirmed to me that the areas that I would hover my hands over um, and I felt those strong pulls for were those strong uh, needing or as as if you were needing them out of your body um, centers that we were working on and so i could feel that in the session um so to add to what he's saying uh to confirm it um we did speak after the session and he actually told me a lot of the centers uh or chakras in my body that were the most active and it made sense to me uh, for several reasons 
side note, not to put y'all in all of my business, but partially my business, Jack, you might as well fucking know this. When you're cheated on sexually, you may have issues with the sacral chakra. And that was one of my more active chakras. Also being someone who like pulls from the gut anyway, like I'm very, my magic is very in that area. The sacral chakra area is very that energy. So for him to feel that light up a lot, he also mentioned like my third eye, which is also a, a major spot that I use because I do readings and stuff for people. I am clairvoyant. I have a few of the clairs. Um, what were some other spots that you said uh, lit up? The heart chakra. The heart chakra, yes. I am a softy. I wear my heart on my sleeve, literally. It's always open. Um, did you mention the throat chakra? I felt something, but it was, that would have been like number four on the list. Like one, two, and three were third eye, heart, sacral chakra. Right, 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 right. And then also like, like side note, not everyone subscribes to this. All of your chakras do not always have to be open simultaneously at the same time. That is the thing. Moving on. But yes, anything else with uh, my session? Like, uh, Justin, what did you feel on uh, your end of the session? So when I initially started the session, I did my scanning. Um, I felt a heaviness, like a, an intense pull in the energy around your, your sacral chakra. And then from there, for me, I wasn't sure where it was between your throat and your heart chakra. That was just another point. Mm -hmm. And then there was something going on at the top of your head. And I'd have to agree. When I first did it, there was a, I couldn't quite discern whether it was the throat or the heart at first, but having going back several points, yeah. I was able to pinpoint that it was the heart chakra, the throat chakra a little bit, but I almost at points were hovering kind of in between the two. Cause I was like, mm, mm, there's something here, but which direction was it going? And it ended up being more heart for me yeah. um, in the end. And mind you, for the listeners who are my skeptics, which is fine, these two did not cross compare notes. I've been in this environment with them this entire time. They've never crossed compared notes. So the fact that they're like this spot on with each other, energy is very much so real. Get into it, bitches. I'm just trying to tell you. Um, it's, I mean, y'all just putting on my business. I'm in the street with my sacral chakra. I know my sacral chakra fucked up. Your sacral chakra. My chakra. My heart. I mean, I've been through a very traumatic experience relationship-wise. So yes, those two are me fucked. And I've, listen, I've tried everything. I've tried like dancing, like shaking my hips to loosen that thing. And it does help, it does help. But I think since I'm still in the aftermath of it, I still feel it. And I, and I do think that the Reiki session helps, would help move it. Cause I did feel a lot of it moving out of you and moving away from you. Um, even when I went back to do my own scans after the fact, the same pulls I were getting, I was not getting those same pulls. I was not strong. Yeah. It was not as strong. It was almost as if it had blended with majority of the rest of your aura. Um, I think we you we could have probably gone an additional five ten minutes and worked out a few more spots, but the biggest, the big three 
were the ones that we worked on and I feel like we were able to make some progress on. And I'm actually really curious to see how your next couple of days will go. Um, and if you experience any emotional releases or any new insights or any, just anything that's different, whether you feel lighter, you feel, you know, just whatever the case may be, because your situation, it is, it is, it is traumatic and it does affect us heavily. And these things are to help us. End of the day is to help us live with it and grow from it. Yeah, and I can honestly say, like, um, if anyone else is going through like an emotional uh, trial right now as well, I can honestly say when they were doing uh, the Reiki to me, um, I did feel those knots kind of opening, and it was allowed me to like um i even cried a little bit i cried a little bit um at certain points because it was like i was finally able to get a load off of my shoulders like the person i came as today to record this podcast with them is not the person i'll be leaving as i'll say that so if you don't believe in reiki athens said it first and again it's athens with the a to the t to the h-a-n for those who stay, say my whole real name, my government name, my food stamp name I'm on the air. So, I'm sorry, Tom Riddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it, it was it was really interesting. Um, so guys, I don't want to see the conversation uh, too much further. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to add? Justin, you're good. We're good. He's good. Jeremy, something else you want to say? No, I think we did a pretty uh, well-encompassed talk on it. And if any of your listeners have any questions, feel free. Feel free. Uh, if you don't know how to ask questions to the show, it is the Ask Athen button on my Facebook and Instagram page. Also, if you download the Anchor app, you can send me voice messages and ask your questions. And you can even hear your questions on the air. So please utilize those tools. So for the Instagram page, it is magically mundane, uh, magically underscore mundane podcast. Please follow that and you'll be able to um, use my link tree with the Ask Athen option at the very top. Again, that's magically underscore mundane podcast on Instagram. You should see a logo with like little purple hands. Follow that and you'll be able to ask Athen questions that could be aired on the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, allowing me to interview you guys. I really enjoyed this episode. It's been very stimulating to the cabeza. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, and to my listeners, have a great week. And remember, always add a little magic to your life. Hey, it's Athan. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow me on Instagram at magically underscore mundane podcast or on my Facebook page at magically mundane podcast. And remember, always add a little magic to your life.